0: People who are more confident have less of a fear of failure. I don't think of confidence as walking in the room and everybody stares at you because you just are like the life of the party. I don't buy into that as being confidence.
1: Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast where we explore the unique challenges and opportunities that comes with being a sensitive change maker in today's world. I'm your host, Frida Carbo, and I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand and now live in the beautiful bush with my husband and two kids, homeschooling and creating a life and business that works for me with the help of my sensitivity and support others to do the same. I'm excited to share conversations with experts, thought leaders, and fellow sensitive people who also see the world through the lens of sensitivity. Thank you so much for being here, because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Let's get started. In this episode, we're having a conversation with Jonel Hoskin about confidence, Janelle is a woman's confidence coach and the host of the Get Confidence podcast. Janelle brings 10 years and tens of thousands of dollars invested into personal development to women looking to grow their confidence so they can live a fulfilled life. Welcome Janelle.
0: Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Frida. I'm very excited to be here chatting with you.
1: I'm so excited to have you, and I know that this is one of the areas a sensitive can struggle in, so I'm really excited to dig into this subject with you today. Tell us a bit more about your journey and how you come to work confidence.
0: Amazing. Great question. Well, I started my career in media, and I used to work in radio, so I had the joy of Kind of doing shift work in a way. So I was 5 a.m. until between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And then I would be finished work for the day. So I was pretty bored in the afternoon. And it was actually a really great time for me because I got to learn a lot about myself and I got to figure out like who I was as a person. And really, I just had nowhere to hide because I, you know, I had all this free time in the afternoons, first word problem. <laughs> and that then led me into the world of personal development reading books, listening to podcasts. I started a little side business with my friend. And at that time, I got an email from a woman who I'd met a few months earlier. And I was so excited when I first met her. She was opening a health and wellness business. And I've always loved like helping people, always loved business and entrepreneurship, and just really encouraging and motivating people to follow their dreams, especially if they know what that is, you know, like go for it kind of thing. And so I'd chatted with this lady for quite a while that first time I met her. And then I got this email from her and she said, hey, I can't stop thinking about our conversation from when we met. I really want to hire you to give me advice and to tell me what to do in my life and in my business. And I was like, what? You can get paid to tell people what to do. Okay. And then I started working with her and I was so invested. I used to spend three hours every single week at her house. And I had all these notebooks and all of these things. And It was way too much to be fair, like no one person can consume or or learn and retain that much information. So it wasn't really coaching. I was probably just trying to be a teacher and telling her all of the things, you know, but that just ignited this sense of passion within me that I'd actually lost for my career. And so I just dived deeper and deeper into it and I ended up studying a course with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition based in New York and they focus around the holistic view of health so you get trained not only in how to coach people in their like life but also about different dietary theories and different ways of living and it's very a very good overview and in the beginning i was super into the idea of health and wellness and so that suited me but by the end of the 12 month course i realized i do not want to tell people what to eat because i'm over here loving my glass of wine and loving my chocolate so like who am i to judge you know but what i did really get out of it was this skill for helping people to I guess, find solutions to their own problems. And that's the biggest thing with coaching. And then fast forward a few years, we end up being in COVID-19 lockdown. I had plans to move to Perth and it all got canceled. Everything just stopped. And I told myself, I don't want to feel like I'm stuck here. I want to choose what happens now. And so in that moment, I... Gave myself an opportunity to start my business. And obviously, I'd been coaching people. I'd done my training. I used to do events and workshops and stuff. But it was just kind of whenever I felt like it, very wishy-washy. And in that moment, I told myself, I'm going to find my thing, the thing that I love, the thing that I am known for. And I got a lot of women on the phone throughout that lockdown. And I just asked them heaps of questions, tried to figure out like what stops them, what holds them back, what's their biggest desires in life. And there ended up being a theme across all of these ladies that I spoke with, and it was around some way, shape, or form confidence. Not having enough confidence, not knowing how to go after what they want, and you know things have happened in our lives or their lives, and that let their confidence just slide and be knocked back because of that. And so at that moment, I decided, like Janelle, you are helping people with their confidence. So that's literally the story of how that came about was just interviewing a whole heap of people, which as a new business is just market research. So that's something that you're always encouraged to do. I guess I just did it in my own time and in my own way. And from then on, I've just been really dedicated to doing any form of or helping women learn any form of upskilling that can help them to grow their confidence. So right now I've put together a masterclass that's all about helping people become time confident because far too many of us just fill up our day with stuff. And a lot of it is expectations and priorities from other people. And we tend to leave ourselves until last. And so that can also diminish our confidence. So this masterclass I've put together is one way, it's kind of like one piece of the puzzle, helping you with the overall confidence in your life. So yeah, that's how I got here.
1: <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Yeah. I really feel the passion coming through oh, in what yeah. you're doing and helping others. What does success mean to you?
0: This is such a hard question because I've definitely been asked this question before and I always just allow myself to answer whatever comes up in the moment, right? So success for me has to be like moving to the beat of your own drum. You know, and it doesn't matter whether that leads you in the direction of being a person who works at McDonald's or someone who runs a multi million dollar business. Like it doesn't matter what that is, as long as that is something that you are enjoying, you know. And I've always done that and I've had so many different opportunities and career changes throughout the past 11 years because each time it's like, am I doing this for me or for other people? And as long as it's for me, I just keep going. So to me, I feel like that, that is success. It's not defined by a number in a bank account or the type of home you have. Um, Although we definitely do want to be on a bigger lifestyle block at some point, I already feel successful now, you know, and Mm. it's just another step in the journey getting there. So that's probably my answer.
1: Mm, love that. Yeah, so important. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Thank you. And, and we talked about it a bit before we pressed record here, but how do you see sensitivity as a superpower?
0: For me, I feel deeply when there is injustice. And obviously, there's a lot of injustice around the world, around so many different things. And I don't allow myself to, I guess switch it on to every single thing because then your life would just turn to crap. You know, you'd never better do anything or move forward because you'd just be so paralyzed. But like there's there's certain things that just affect me a lot. And so in that, I find what I do is I turn it very quickly into like if I'm feeling really strongly about something, I turn that energy into action and I try to really, help and fix but not in the sense of fix one person it's it's like a collective of what can I contribute to make this better as a whole and I think that that's a superpower and that sometimes it can be distracting from other things that you've got going on but if it's like kind of like that beat of your drum, if it's something that you just feel inside of you is so strong, like the amount of times I've had that in my life. And I've kind of had this conversation in my mind being like, Janelle, that's, you know, that's not what you had planned to do this year, but now you want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Cause it's going to help somebody, you know? So that is definitely how I would frame it as a superpower. Hmm.
1: I love that. And that is actually something that they've seen in research around highly sensitives as well. Like not only do we react more when we see someone in pain, but if it's especially if it's someone close to us, mm. also the, the center of our brain that is activated when we want to get into action yes. is more reactive with highly sensitive as well, so I love that answer it's wonderful
0: thank you <laughs> that's action. so good to know I love I love your like your data and your your science I'm definitely not the person who can just call on <laughs> stats and stuff so I appreciate that that is
1: awesome great yeah I've nerded into to highly sensitivity a bit <laughs> that's good good but let's dig into confidence what mm-hmm. does confidence mean to you
0: so confidence to me and the way that I explain it to people is really knowing who you are, where you're going and why. And that all probably relates to some of the examples that or some of my answers already in this episode. It's like, if you can figure out who you are inside, you know, what makes you tick, what empowers you, what inspires you then you're more likely to not stay on this path, but like be on a path that's going to be for your best good. And so when you are in a place of knowing who you are, you can stand tall and be confident within that. And what builds from there is our sense of knowing our, our skills our attributes, the things that we kind of bring to the table and and that we bring just to ourselves and our lives and also the people around us. So I don't think of confidence as walking in the room and everybody stares at you because you just are like the life of the party i don't buy into that as being confidence but confidence is you know showing up in that room and not being afraid to get a little bit outside of your comfort zone to talk to the one person over in the corner who seems interesting to you from afar it's just knowing like i am going to give everything my best shot And if I fail, that's okay. So something that I have learned is around people who are more confident have less of a fear of failure because they know that it takes a certain amount of failure to actually have a success. And so if you're kind of confident in that, when someone tells you no, you're like, okay, cool, like it's fine. You know, you don't take it to heart so much. And especially if you know who you are then other people say rejection of you isn't going to be taken so personally and it's not going to affect you so much. Whereas I know people like clients that I work with, they come to me and just, they have gotten to this point where they're so low in their own self-esteem. They've got such big self-doubt to the point where they cry before going to work every day, right? Because they got the job. They've probably even had a pay rise while they're working there. They get good feedback in their manager review type things, but in their head, they feel like they suck and they've just lost it all. And it can happen over a series of months, even years. Some people feel like they've probably never had confidence their whole life, which I don't think is true. There is usually something or a few things that have happened to us, whether they're say in the school playground or slight comments made maybe by teachers or our parents at home. Sometimes it doesn't have to be this big thing. It can just be a series of little things that I guess over time take away our confidence. And so the first thing we can do to start getting it back is be inquisitive with ourselves and like figure out who we are and the beauty in that. And also the challenge (laughs) is that that can change. And especially if you are diving into the world of personal growth and personal development, that will change. And so you have to be open to the fact that you're going to grow and change, but that kind of becomes this identity that you have is you're confident in who you are as a woman who grows and changes. And that's all right, you know, and and also that's enough.
1: Mm, Beautiful. I usually see like confidence as a muscle that you have to mm-hmm. exercise to mm-hmm. to grow it. What Absolutely. do you say about that?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Just like I said, it goes away over time. If you're not testing yourself, it can diminish, you know, and it's not something that like you don't lose it tomorrow if you didn't do your journaling prompts today, you know, but like over time. And so that's where it is really good to challenge yourself a little bit. Like that example I said about being in a room of people and going and talking to that stranger, just little things that you get sweaty hands and you get really nervous. But once you've done it, you can say, hey, that wasn't actually so bad. And that kind that is stretching that muscle. So before you know it, you'll be able to go to a bigger room or you'll be able to talk to two people compared to just the one before it. So it's little exercises of stretching that. So absolutely, like it's the identity of who you are, knowing who you are and allowing that to guide you and then testing yourself and testing what you think is true in your own limits to then build and stretch that muscle even more.
1: So if someone comes to you with feeling like they have low confidence, where do you start?
0: It depends where their low confidence is. (laughs) I mostly work with people in the career space. So like that example I shared around crying at work, it's definitely in my personality when clients are working with me to boost you up, you know? And so what I say to a lot of clients is like, you might not believe in yourself right now, but I've got the belief for you. And so while you and I are working together, I'm going to kind of pull you to rise up to that challenge but also give you confidence. So what I mean by that is like me as the coach, I'm always encouraging and being positive and also reminding the clients of, hey, you got the job in the first place, didn't you? So, you know, that kind of affirming, but then for the client themselves, and this will be useful for somebody at home, a lot of practices and creating your own self-awareness. So learning to differentiate that voice inside your head that's say your ego that's trying to keep you small because it's trying to keep you safe compared to that soul divine voice inside your mind that wants you to be the best you can be and actually realizing that they're two different things and also that they both don't control you. You're you're your own person and you could say it's just another voice in your head But a lot of like self-inquiry and that usually comes around something so, so simple, you know, just like getting out a notebook and asking yourself questions. And I have... So many prompts for so many different things that I share with clients. And the thing I love about that is, you know, there is so much benefit to working with a coach, but if you are just new to this and you're like, you know, I want to at least start first, starting by creating a self-awareness within your own mind is so powerful. And the simplest way you can start doing that is just by asking yourself questions and journaling is just a form of writing down your answers. So that you could come back in three or six months time, reflect, and you can instantly see the difference. Like that is something that I love doing. I don't know if you've if you do journaling, then that's a thing, but looking back on those old journals is just wow. It is so powerful just to show you how far you've come and sometimes in a really short amount of time as well.
1: Mm, Yeah, totally agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, I use it as well. It's such a powerful tool and you can use it in so many different ways, but especially becoming aware of what actually is going on. In your mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's
0: a super practical way as well. I think it's one of those things that I know I have people who come to my women's circles and they're part of my community and they hear me talking about how simple it can be to grow your own self awareness, which then helps create your own confidence. And it's just a beautiful ripple effect, yet they still don't even try it. It's just a sense of, I don't know what's going to come out. You know, we almost have this fear of what we're going to write down on the paper and so we Mm -hmm. just have to start with a little bit even put your timer on for 30 seconds and just just do it or you know some kind of like i said before about you know that stretching the muscle example just start little and then build up and build up and build up
1: Mm, love that so important (laughs) definitely so one thing that i've noticed with my clients is that they feel like they need to build up their confidence and then they can do Mm-mm. that thing.
0: Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. Confidence is built after action. Action has to come first. And it's unfortunate because I know so many people and you've just validated that too who who unfortunately think it's the other way around and what we're actually doing is just stopping ourselves in our tracks. You're not the confidence isn't going to come first. You have to take action, which then builds the confidence. And so that's why in every example, I'm always saying start small, you know, be in that room, talk to one person, write for 30 seconds, something you can do that's super minute and you just build on it and build on it. And that then that little piece of action every single day or every two days, whatever, Is going to help you to start building that confidence. I wish it was as easy as just, you know, like I'm ready to be confident now, or, you know, I'm going to wait until I'm confident and then I'll do the thing. It's not going to (laughs) work.
1: You don't have a pill for
0: that? If only. (laughs) No, I actually challenged a group of ladies back in 2020. I made this list of 50 different ways that you can really subtly get to know yourself, build your confidence, and also get out of your comfort zone. And one of the things was to buy coffee for a stranger. And that activity alone, because you... It's something that's so beautiful and it makes you feel amazing because you're giving, but that little piece of action, once you can get over, say, a little activity or challenge like that, you kind of get a little bit excited for it and you get a little bit of a kick out of it and so you want to keep doing more. So if you can create some kind of game with yourself to make it really fun, then that's going to help you along the way. So you're not actually going to feel like it's this, slog of a thing to try and grow your confidence you're actually having fun along the journey as well so that's that was a really cool way and that was a a solid group of ladies who really got into it and I think I had 50 activities what I'll do is I'll share it with you and you can share it in the description and then anyone listening can go and get it because I've still got the list and it's 52 activities and the idea was to do one of these activities per week and by the end of it the end of the year or the end of 52 weeks, your confidence is just, it's not even a question anymore. If you've done each of those things, you now have self-confidence. There's mm-hmm. no way that you can do all of those things and not. <laughs> love that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and play and, and exploring yes. and it's so important. So mm-hmm. love that. One yeah. of the things on there is
0: to go and play on a swing. You know, like <laughs> as, in, as in, and I actually did this probably six months ago down in Rotorua in the little like art flower garden thing that we have down there by the museum I was dressed up in my dressed up to the nines wearing a dress boots full work attire makeup nice hair everything and I just said to myself do you know you haven't swung on a swing in a long time let's go do that right now so it was like 10 a.m or something and I was just swinging on this swing people were <laughs> driving past and I was like I do not care and you love just it. have to have fun
1: yeah definitely <laughs> love that So if someone wants to know more about you and your work, where can they find you?
0: Great question. Thank you so much for asking. I have a few different ways. You can listen to my podcast, Get Confident with Janelle Hosking. It's on all of the places, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. And then you can also go to my website, JanelleHosking.com. And as well, if you click on the link for that download with those activities, that will also send
1: you to my website too. So either way. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add? I feel like we could talk. I know.
0: I love this. I think the thing that I want to say right now is just to go easy on yourself. If you are in a place of knowing that you want to become more confident and it seems big and it seems scary, just go easy on yourself and um, find a way where you can make it enjoyable, make it an adventure and just little, little challenges to yourself, little small ways that you can take action, ideally every day, but every few days or every week, if you just want to start slowly and then just build on it and just keep building, but like let your curiosity guide you. That's something that I'm always saying is like that whole going to the beat of your own drum You want to be curious about the direction you're going of like, oh, do I maybe want to try this or do I want to go to a dance class? Do I want to join pottery? You know, all of these little activities, they're going to help you to get out of your head which is a really big one. I want to say, especially for sensitive people, but it, but for all people, right? It's going to help you to get out of your head and just to s- take slow action, slow small action, and before you know it, you'll feel a lot more at home within yourself, which will allow you to be a lot more confident too.
1: Mm, love that! Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us here and for the work that you do in the world. It's so important.
0: Thank you so much, and I can say the exact same right back to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sensitive Success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with someone who could benefit from this message. And come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Carbo. And remember, sensitivity is neither good or bad. It's what we make of it. Embrace your sensitivity and use it to create sensitive success your way.